Second Samuel, chapter four. It begins with the verse Vayishma ben Shaul, Kimet Avner bechevron, Vayipuyadav, Bechol Yisrael nivhalu. When the son of Saul, that's Ishbosheth, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, Vayipuyadav, he became weak. That's what it means. He became weak, and all of Israel was alarmed, nifhalu, shocked or alarmed. So the first verse refers to what happens in the second half of the third chapter. And what happens is that after Avner has a deal with David, he in fact delivers on what David had requested, that, David, that Avner deliver David's ex-wife Michal, who at this point seems happily married to someone else, and Avner takes her away from her present husband, who accompanies her as she's being taken away, crying, and Avner instructs him to go home. So Avner has kept his part of the bargain, and they're going to have a covenant and a treaty, and Avner's going to bring all of Israel over to David's side, and he starts to do that. And then Yoav, David's commander-in-chief, hears about this, and Yoav kills Avner. He tricks Avner, and he kills Avner. These are two great warriors. And Yoav kills Avner, and David is very, very upset about the fact that Yoav kills Avner. Now, why did Yoav kill Avner? So, there are three possibilities. The text actually gives a reason. The text says that Yoav killed Avner, this is in the previous chapter, in verse 27, Avner is summoned back to Hebron by Yoav. Vayateo Yoav oto chasha udeber ito basheli. Vayakeo sham hachomesh vayomot bedam asael achiv. So we're told that Yoav kills him in a rather surreptitious manner to avenge the blood of his brother Asael. Avner kills Asael in the beginning of Shmuel. He kills him. There's a war that breaks out between the Saul and David. And Asael, who's very fast, who's very fleet, chases after Avner. Avner says, go away from me. I don't want to harm you. Asael persists, and Avner kills him. So, Yoav here, as the text says in verse number 27, is avenging the blood of his brother. Now, whether that's legitimate or not is a very good question. But he's avenging the blood of his brother. But in avenging the blood of his brother... He's putting his own personal interest, one might say, ahead of David's interest. That's the explicit reason given by the text in verse 27. However, this does not mean, in my view, that there can't be other reasons. And we can think of two other reasons, perhaps, that Yoav kills uh, Abner. One is the reason that Yoav gives himself. The first reason he killed him to avenge the blood of his brother uh, that's the reason the text gives. So we always give more credence to what the text says, but we also can give credence to what people say. And when Yoav hears that Avner has seen the king, uh, that's in verse 23, he goes to the king. He says, Melisita, what have you done? Avner came to you and you sent him away in peace. 
Don't you know Avner? He's come to seduce you, to fool you. And to know your, your places, you're coming in, you're going out. In other words, essentially, he's not here to make a deal. He's here to spy on you. Now the point is, even if that's not true, that he's actually here to spy on David, because that's not the sense you get in the story. But the point of, of Yoav could be true, which is, you can't trust this guy. In point of fact, he's betrayed his present king. And someone who betrays his present king can also betray the future king. So that's another possibility, and a real possibility. Then there's always a third possibility, which is very self-serving. Avner is a powerful soldier, and he has a job. It's called commander-in-chief. Yoav has a job, commander-in-chief. Well, there's only room, presumably, for one commander-in-chief. So Avner threatens to take Yoav's job. So we have three different possibilities, and I would say all three can be put in play. It's not necessarily one or the other. And once again, one of the issues that comes in here is the personal versus the public and the political. His brother, he avenges the blood of his brother, but not necessarily taking into consideration the political realm. David wants to make a deal. Of course, there are other ways to read it as well. In any event, that's what the son of Saul hears. Avner, the great warrior, is dead. Everybody's frightened. And now we have the following story. So we're told that the son of Saul, Ishboshet, had two company commanders. One is named Ba'ana and one is Rechav. They are from Be- Benjaminites. They're from Beirut. And Beirut was considered part of Benjamin. Beirut borders on the Philistines. So, it says in verse 3, They fled to God. God is the main Philistine city. These two brigands, these two commanders, uh, assassinate Ishboshet. That takes place uh, beginning in verse number 5. The text is difficult, actually, in this chapter. But the point is, they come into the house, and the point of the chapter is, the way they kill him is, he's a very easy mark. He's sound asleep. He's taking a siesta. So he's sleeping in the early afternoon. He's sound asleep. And they kill him, they cut off his head, and they walk back, and they come to David. And they say... Here is the head of Ishbosheth, your enemy, who was seeking to harm you. This day God has avenged my Lord the King upon Saul and his offspring. They presume that David will be happy that Ishbosheth is dead. David's response, though, is quite the opposite. David swears, Chai Hashem, Asher David references chapter 1 of 2 Samuel. When the person came and said that Saul is dead, he claimed he had killed Saul, and he thought he was giving me wonderful news. And of course, I killed him, says David. Certainly, you wicked people, who killed a righteous person, when he was sound asleep and defenseless, 
In verse 11, shall I not seek his blood from you? And I will rid the earth of you. That expression, recalls the expression we find in the Torah, to eliminate the evil, to get rid of the blood. So what David does, in this case here as well, and in the first chapter, People who claim to have killed Saul, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he said he did. And over here, the assassination of the king, David commands, and in each case, he puts them to death. In the second instance, he puts it in terms of uh, David the judge, the king is judge, and so in each of these two cases, what David is saying publicly is, this is not what I did. I didn't kill Saul. I refrained from killing Saul. And I didn't kill the present king of Israel either. Even though there is a war going on, an actual war, I didn't kill. And I certainly didn't kill in this way, to kill someone who's sound asleep. That's not David's way of fighting. That's what David is saying. So the end result is that Ishbosheth is dead, Avner is dead, the house of Saul is finished. Um, and David claims he had nothing to do with it. Now, it is certainly the case that David did not command these people to kill uh, the present king of Israel. One can, however, raise a question, and I think a legitimate question, about David's part in all this. Of course he doesn't command it. On the other hand, these things are happening around him, and in particular, in the previous chapter, after Yoav kills Avner, Unlike chapter 4, where David kills Rechav and Banna, and unlike chapter 1, where David kills the Amalekite who brings the news, his response to, to Yoav killing Avner is not to remove Yoav from his job. On the contrary, Yoav remains the commander-in-chief. His response is to curse Yoav and the family of Yoav. And he says, David says, that these people are too powerful for me. I turn it over to God to handle it. He keeps Yoav in his position. Now, of course, it is true that in the case of the Amalekite, in the case of um, Rechav and Bana, in our chapter, there they actually kill the king. And that's something that David is even more sensitive to. As David has expressed earlier, he develops the concept of Mashiach Hashem. The king is anointed by God. You don't touch the king which of course has a self-serving side to it, given the fact that David is also Mashiach Hashem. When it comes to Avner, he's an important person, but he is, he's not a king. So in studying the book of Shemuel, again, we always have to be uh, thinking about all sides of what is taking place. David did not order anybody to be killed. On the other hand, his inaction in the way he treats Yoav and the retaining of Yoav uh, sends a message, whether he intended to do so or not. The message is clear. The message is the house of Saul is, is fair game. And the message is the house of Saul is doomed. And Rechav and Bana pick up on this. They mistakenly think David is going to reward them. He doesn't reward them, either out of a sense of fairness, it's wrong, or out of a sense that 
an opportunity to kill these two people and to serve David's own plan, which is to unify the nation under David's command.